content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. It's a marvelous Monday here at One Life Radio. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Marvelous Monday? Marvelous Monday, yes, yes. That traffic guy's voice was very interesting, (laughs) very progressive. Yes. (laughs) I love that word, progressive. Very progressive. I was like, what is that? I I don't know if if it went out live, but welcome to One Life Radio. It is Monday. Uh, This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We've got Chris Gronkowski with us. Hot, hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love having you on a Monday. And it's Monday Night Football tonight, and the Buffalo Bills are playing. Woo-hoo. Oh, my gosh. Oh, geez. So good to have you here with us, Chris. Everyone, Chris Gronkowski is the owner and inventor of uh, the Ice Shaker vacuum insulated bottle that holds ice for over 30 hours. Uh, In 2017, Chris and his brother successfully pitched Ice Shaker on Shark Tank, ultimately partnering with Mark Cuban, who helped the brand grow nationally. And before founding Ice Shaker, Chris played in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Denver Broncos. Uh, His website is iceshaker.com. That's Ice Shaker on Instagram as well, at Ice Shaker. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. I like I like the Monday switch up. We're bringing the heat on Monday. I like I it. I know, I know, and it's Monday night football. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to watch the Bills tonight. I'm gonna I'm cooking, um, and my daughter's gonna be in town. She's getting married uh, in January, so we're we're doing all kinds of stuff for the wedding. You'll be there one day, Chris. In a few years, it'll go by very fast. <laughs> I know <laughs> it is. My kids are growing up quick. I know it, they're like they're like. I don't know. They're like little, watching a little clock and how, how or like a banana, you know, on a, <laughs> and you're like, what a banana. You know how quickly bananas turn brown? That's how quickly kids grow up. It seems like you put the fresh banana on the counter and like two days later it's brown. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've it's never heard that analogy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but the Bills are playing tonight. Uh, will uh, the whole Gronkowski, the Gronk game, be watching the game since you guys are all from Buffalo? I'm, I'm just I'm just happy my brother's okay after jumping out of the helicopter yesterday. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, out of the airplane. Uh, no, tell me about uh, that. What the heck happened? Somebody told me he, what happened? Tell us a story. I'll shut up. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all of a sudden, I started getting all these text messages about skydiving, and if I wanted to go skydiving with some friends and all this stuff, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, yeah, I was coming off of uh, playoff games with my kids for youth football, and um, I guess he decided to go skydiving live uh, on oh, Fox wow. before the games. And uh, I, my understanding was that he was too large to go skydiving because he's uh, – I mean, almost six seven. Oh he's wow! Still over two hundred sixty pounds at this point. So, uh, I think he's been told his whole life that he cannot skydive. Oh my and, gosh! Um, you know, they had some of the best of the best in the world uh, take him skydiving, so he did it. And uh, I saw his his parachute was like spinning in circles, and the, oh, the commentators geez. were like, "I think that's Grok right there." And I'm like, "Is that normal?" 
to be <laughs> that, that is not normal. <laughs> oh and, my uh, god! I hope your mother okay, wasn't but... watching. Was your mother watching? Is oh, she okay? I'm sure she was. But yeah, <laughs> I uh, I got a lot of messages about it. I had friends asking me if I wanted to go skydiving, and uh, ultimately it sounded like it it went amazing. I don't think I would do it. Yeah. Um, at least not at this stage in my life. But um, I'm also I'm definitely not a, a fan of of heights either so yeah me either uh, definitely props to him he, he pulled it off and he said it's something he's always wanted to do and and he did it wow and you've got four other brothers so we're talking about rob though right rob is the one that did it yeah he's uh he decided to i mean i'm thinking maybe that was his way to get out of his job for the day instead of being an analyst on fox he just had to jump out of a plane instead wow that's oh hardcore God. Was it was it a was it a what, what what kind of airplane was it was it Delta and Tom Brady was there as well? <laughs> uh, that would have been funny if Tom appeared out of nowhere. But uh, just uh, I think they were over a military base and okay. I mean they had some of the, the best in the world uh, jump with them at the same time. Oh my gosh, what a thrill! I've never done it. I've been up in a hot air balloon. Um, you know. I like to climb roofs when I was a teenager. <laughs> I just don't think I could convince myself to jump yeah. out of a perfectly operational airplane. Yeah. No. Yeah. That would scare the bejesus out of me. I think most mm-hmm. people. But your brother's okay. You've talked to him. Everything's good. He looks like he, uh, he had a great time. And the guy on his back, I, I'll tell you, the guy looked really, really small. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was really small or if he just looked small because my brother or they just had to kind of try to find a weight limit so they got the smallest yeah. guy possible. But they, wow. uh, they props to him. They pulled it off. That's crazy. It's so crazy, you know. Um, and, you know, I always like to talk a little football. So who's the team to beat this year by what what you've seen so far this season? What's your picks? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I mean, every single <laughs> no time pressure. I thought there was a team, uh, it seemed to not be. But, I mean, really, I, it comes down to the end. A uh, good example was with the Broncos and – 2012 and it was the first year with Peyton Manning and everyone thought we were going to win it and uh, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to win it all and we went up against a Baltimore Ravens team who seemed to all just kind of get healthy at the same time and uh, we ended up losing on a Hail Mary. They went on to uh, beat my brother's team and went on to win the Super Bowl that year. So. I know, you can't ever tell. <laughs> would you say uh, no, I mean, Would you say it's a must win for the Bills tonight? I say that. What do you think? Um, I think so, just because of, um, I mean, really just the, the team morale and kind of yeah. knowing that you can that you can do it and, and kind of start, you have to start rallying kind of right now, this time yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you don't, it, it's hard to kind of get it late. Uh, so, yeah, I think this, this time of the year is kind of a good time where, I mean, it's, you could still lose a game and you win out the last four or five games and you kind of get hot and make it into the playoffs and Really, anything can be happen in the playoffs. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that team, um, I just felt like last year was their year. And when it didn't happen, I feel like they, they need to start stacking some wins pretty early this year to get that morale back. Yeah. it's. Uh, I always feel like Michelle Tafoya when I'm interviewing you. <laughs> Is that – wait, did I say her name correctly? It's it's – it's, now I'm, I'm, I'm second-guessing my, yeah. myself. That's right, right? Michelle Tafoya. Am I saying it right? think so 
I think so. I don't yeah, anyway. know that she's a, a you know like um, uh, there's uh, Aaron Andrews. Who are some other famous sports commentators? Female sports commentators. You're looking at me. I'm well. I'm looking at you because you're in the room with me. But you know, <laughs> Marie, Marie and Jerry are not football articulate. I, I just tell you that right now, Chris. Is all of this falls on our lap. So yeah. yeah. But uh, but it's really fun to talk about. It really is. I love football. So many people do. We've got uh, we've got the Thanksgiving uh, game coming up real soon. The Cowboys were looking pretty good yesterday i think they looked great the week before not so much but you know it's a tough yeah. league it's um <laughs> when i was playing it was i mean coach would say every week it's 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 hard to win yeah you know, it's a hard hard league to win in you have the best of the best in the whole world uh you know that were the best players in high school that became the best players in college and now it's really it's the the last i always say this because people say can the best college team beat the best nfl team and I'm like, mm. you guys got to understand, like, this is the best college players in the world for the last right. 10 years right. that are that you're going to play against. So even if it's the worst team in the NFL, it's still 10 years plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Brady, it was 20 years uh, of talent that you're playing against. Yeah. Uh, so just the maturity and the skill level um, at, at the NFL level is just so much higher. So yeah. I don't think people realize uh, when they try to compare a college team to an NFL team how big the skill gap actually is. Well, yeah, and injuries are like, I mean, they happen all the time. I mean, you've got Kirk Cousins out still, right, um, with the Vikings, and just a lot of a lot of people are injured right now. So it comes down really to the, the last – this is this is where it really counts right now, where you you got to have those must-win, um, you know, games. And I think Buffalo tonight must win in order, like you said, mentally to prove to themselves we've got what it takes to perhaps at least get to the playoffs, perhaps, you know, win the Super Bowl. Not looking real good right now, but, you know, when you're a fan, right, Chris, you're a fan no matter what you got to be loyal and you got to you got to get behind your team no matter what that's a true fan yeah it's, it's i mean it's the years when everyone thinks you're down and out that um yeah you still have a chance and a lot of mm-hmm. times it's when you prove everyone wrong and you kind of get that that's right back yeah, against the wall mentality <laughs> and uh <laughs> you come out firing I mean, that's that's when teams turn around programs and i saw the patriots do it twice where everyone was calling for tom brady's head and, and belichick's and they started mm-hmm. one and three and they came back and won Super Bowl, so it's uh, it's pretty. It's, sometimes you sometimes you need a loss to, yeah. to change the, the atmosphere and and really I get agree. everyone back on on the right page. Yeah, in life too. Sometimes you just need a little bit of a loss to uh, you know. Uh, how to, how how many of those losses in a row is too many? <clears throat> Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to say I'm not never played in the NFL. Chris, you're the better one to ask the question to. But if I was a football player in the NFL, I would say after about three losses, I would probably lose a little faith. What do you say? Yeah, three in a row is tough. For yeah, sure. I mean, unless you're playing the top three teams in the league, but either way, three three hurts. Uh, that's for sure. And yeah, I would, I would say you're probably starting to, to lose a little bit of faith in the team at that point. Mm-hmm. Are we talking games or entire seasons? Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> well, you're not helping, Jerry, and that's just what's wrong with the Cowboys because we have faint of heart fans in this town. They, they're not, I rem, I've told this story before on the air with Chris many, many times where I was in the stands in the old stadium with the Cowboys, and I was trying to get everybody rallied up to you know cheer the team and and they were looking at me like I was nuts. I was just being a, a Buffalo Bill fan in Cowboys Stadium rooting for the Cowboys and trying to get everybody. They looked at me like I was crazy, you guys. Like I was absolutely out of my mind as they sat there stoic in their seats. Like 
you're there for a reason. If you, that's why you get the home field advantage, right, Chris? Because the, the fans yeah. are supposed to rally around you and pick you up and tell you, you got this, come on, right? <laughs> home, home field advantage is a real thing. I can tell yes. you that. I mean, it, it, is, yeah. it is tough to play a game when you can't hear anything. Yeah. I think I might have said home team advantage, but I meant home field advantage. <laughs> I don't know okay. what I said. I'm looking at the <laughs> clock, and we've got to go to break. So, hut, hut, let's go to break. We'll be back with Chris Gronkowski. We're going to talk about entrepreneurial stuff with him, so getting creative with your brand partnerships. More coming up. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. the show not to worry you can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app be sweet barricade <laughs> we've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective but is it really true turtles all the way down vaccine science and myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety by the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts, and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. 
back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Chris Gronkowski. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Chris Gronkowski is the owner and inventor of the Ice Shaker Vacuum Insulated Bottles that holds ice for over 30 hours. In 2017, Chris and his brother successfully pitched Ice Shaker on Shark Tank, ultimately partnering with Mark Cuban who helped grow the brand nationally. Before founding Ice Shaker, Chris Gronkowski played in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Denver Broncos. You can find Chris at IceShaker.com or on Instagram at IceShaker. We're talking about entrepreneurial uh, stuff here. It's an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial segment, getting creative with your brand partnerships. But before we div- dive into it, I want to hear about this uh, a team, uh, the, not NFL team, but football team, the South Lake Carroll Dragons that you started coaching this year the team of the first uh, graders made it to the playoffs this weekend how did they do Chris yeah oh it was it was intense so <laughs> we, uh, a lot of late night calls with the head coach I was the, uh, I guess you could say the offensive coordinator and, uh, <laughs> it, it was it, parents were ready that's for sure the team was ready oh my gosh uh, great great little setup but um it was a super competitive league I think everyone was kind of uh very evenly matched and it came down to the last play for us and unfortunately we did not win but um it's okay overall it's the first first time coaching first time my kids have played um in the youth football leagues and it was a lot of fun and they'll just continue to get better and better so yeah uh, great great experience it was fun it sounds like it. I, I would have loved to have seen that. I bet it was cute as could be. And, Marie, what did you want to say? Oh, <laughs> I bet, like, at, when you lost the game, did you have some of the kids get pretty upset? Or did you all just kind of? Yeah. We had some tears flowing for sure. Aww. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, a lot of these kids are really good players in other sports, and it was their first time playing. And they're not used to losing. And um, I think what team sports – does is i mean it does help you lose um and learn how to lose and and learn how to come back from a loss as well so yeah uh these kids just dominate absolutely dominate in other sports and it was um i think it was good it was a good good experience for them to uh learn how to play with as a team and and lose as a team and not point fingers and come back and work harder and get better as a team to to win the next game or the next season I love it, and I can't think of a better coach that they could have. Seriously, and kudos to you. I mean, to you know, to get go to get to the playoffs your first year as a coach—that's a big deal. <laughs> and how old are first graders? Like what, six or seven? Oh, yeah, right. Yep. So, so you have six and seven, and uh, that's yeah. Most of them are six and seven years old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, they're, they're, you know, it's good to let the tears flow, even in the NFL. I've seen guys cry when they when they lose. Well, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, and Chris, you, a lot of time, a lot of effort lot put of, into it, and yeah, a lot of emotion. But you know how to sure. talk to them and 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 you know make them realize that you know you lost this time, but you can come back and win well, again. Yeah. Well, it, it like you said, you know, um, Chris, it teaches you how to win, uh-huh. how to lose, how to be a teammate, and and also how to deal with adversity. And that's a tool that you really need going into uh, into business, right? How to deal with adversity, which is one of the things we want to talk about today on this entrepreneurial segment with Chris is getting creative with your brand partnership. So, you know, uh, how do you come up? You know, you're you're 
you're using uh, creative methods to grow your brand, but how do you come up with some of the, some of your ideas? Like you recently broke the world record for the most shaking a protein uh, shake in a relay with the Guinness Book of World Records. We were there to help break the record, but how did you come up with the idea? I thought it was just really um, a, a fabulous idea. Yeah, for um, for us, I mean, I, I think it's a lot of the brands that do really, really well. Um, they're all about community and building this amazing community that, uh, your your customers feel like they're a part of and want to support as well. So uh, mm-hmm. we wanted to find a way to support our local youth football program, but at the same time uh, build an awesome event for customers or uh, fans of the brand to come out and, and participate as well. So uh, we thought that'd be a really cool way to do both, uh, raise mm-hmm. some money and create a really cool experience that, that people can be a part of. So that's kind of where it starts is uh, how can we do something that uh, – people want to be a part of and want to tell their friends about and want to come back to each and every year. So um, kind of brainstormed around it. Um, I thought of things that I really thought uh, were things that stood out in my mind as, as a kid. And one of them was Mm -hmm. fantastic kick. We integrated that into the event. Uh, I still remember participating and competing in it. My brother went all the way to the nationals and got to go to a build game. Um, and throw on the field and, and then made it to nationals, which I think was down in Florida and got to throw on the field there. And um, it's just one of those things that sticks out. So mm-hmm. I knew if it stuck out for me, you know, 25 years later uh, that it would probably stick out for these kids and they get excited about it as well. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I kind of just put this all together and uh, we'll I think s- it turned out really well. Yeah, well, it did turn out really well. And, uh, you know, creative partnerships are huge for your brand. And can you give us some other um, more of the more interesting partnerships that you've had since starting Ice Shaker? Share them with us. For sure. For sure. We um, had two really cool ones this year that we actually did product launches with. So one of them was with uh, a company called Bumpbox. They are a speaker company, and we created a speaker bottle with them. Um, And another one was a company called Pit Viper. They sell sunglasses. And uh, we created a, a specialized bundle that matched one of their pairs of sunglasses. Uh, so two partnerships that were focused more around product, uh, but we we love the idea because it was a similar demographic and audience as ours, um, but an untapped uh, audience as well. I mean, most of the people that were fans of Pit Viper or Bump Box weren't necessarily uh, fans of Ice Shaker or didn't really even know about us. So, mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa, we were able to tap into our audience and introduce them to two really cool brands. Um, at the same time, they were able to introduce us to their audience as well. So uh, both were very successful partnerships that we had so far this year. And we're looking to do more with both brands uh, for 2024. And then um, other ways that we partner is through licensing. Uh, we did get the NFL licensing, uh, really actually all teams, all leagues, but the NFL was the big one that um, we've really had a lot of success with so far. Uh, but having the ability to put the NFL logos on our bottles uh, has been a huge game changer for us. And oh yeah, I bet it's, uh, it's expensive, but it it comes with a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. Well, and you guys still do the custom uh, ice shakers with like company logos, and I, I'm still thinking about doing it for our daughter's, um, you know, uh, uh, gift for maybe even her bridal shower or her wedding um, as a, like a takeaway gift with the with the date and the, you know their initials on it and stuff. You guys do all kinds of stuff like that, don't you? In all different kinds of colors. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm up here at the warehouse now, and um, every time I come up here, there's a new logo being run on our machines for the bottles. Uh, where we're laser engraving the bottle. So we can oh, do wow. any name. We can do sayings. Uh, 
logos, really anything that you want on the bottle, we can put on the bottle, and uh, we're very efficient with turnaround times as well. Yeah, you are. Yeah, no, I remember when I ordered some for One Life Radio. I mean, I got them within a week. You guys knocked them out. And it wasn't a small order. I mean, it wasn't a huge order, but it was, I don't know, like a couple of boxes of it, like, I don't know, like 40, 50, something like that. But, yeah, you turned them around very quickly. What do you want to say, Marie? So I want to know which partnership got to a mention on Joe Rogan. On Joe Rogan. So that was our partnership with Bumpbox. Okay. They they sent them some really cool custom uh, speakers, and then they, they tossed them one of our speaker bottles and uh he went on there and said that his favorite thing he received was the speaker bottle which was really cool to hear (laughs) and bump box you have to two x's on the end because if you if you google bump box it's a pregnancy box that you get in the Uh, mail oh no (laughs) yeah not that bump box yeah so bump box with two x's b-u-m-p-b-o-x-x and that's the giant That's the giant boom box, right? It, well, it's right here. Look, I got yeah. the ice shaker oh. speaker bottle they right here. A giant, they do a giant speaker as well. Yeah, the they do. Oh, actually okay. walk out of the locker room Ooh, with that you giant got... one. And um, I think the Eagles walk out with one of them now, too. So oh, wow. they've made some noise uh, with their speakers in the NFL as well. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, you like cool. that one? Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I'm looking now, you know, I'm having pink miss this year. Christmas, we're turning it pink um, because my daughter's getting married. I'm looking, you've got a really pretty uh, 14-ounce sport bottle in pink. Can I engrave that one, too? Can I engrave all of anyone? Oh, wow. Look at how cute that is. All of our bottles are are customizable as well. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so I'm going to get back to this interview because I know... We're sitting here shopping on the air, but that's okay. Oh uh, you know, how, impar- how important, Chris, are these types of marketing partnerships for you or for any company? I mean, for me, it's a way to keep growing every year. Uh, it's hard to reach people. Uh, you, know, you can do a bunch of events. You can uh, spend a lot on ads. But really, at the end of the day, to make someone truly aware of your brand is tough to do. Uh, when you're able to do a partnership and get it in front of them through the partnership of a company that they absolutely love, mm-hmm. uh, you find out really quickly that they're actually going to listen and um, they're going to be interested in it. So we're consistently trying to do different partnerships because we realize how powerful they truly are mm-hmm. and how much they help grow our brand. Yeah. And you guys did a partnership with Hotworks too, right? That's where I got one of my bottles, one of my ice shakers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they're doing really well too. And I, I love, I just love all of it. Camaraderie is everything, especially in business when everybody's like a dog eat dog kind of society. I like the way you're working with other companies to build, you know, good things together. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It it is. And it's all about a win-win partnership as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If, um, if one person's really benefiting and the other isn't, it's not going to last long. And I've realized that really quickly in business. It's, it's all about, both sides winning and having a great relationship and right that's when it grows and grows and lasts for years and uh, really takes your business to the next level mm-hmm. what advice do you have for new companies anyone out there listening you know this is a big entrepreneurial town you know that dallas texas uh who are looking to partner with other brands to grow their business businesses what do they need to look for in a partner chris yeah for sure i mean it's, it's gotta you gotta have that give and take if you go to someone and this happens to us all the time they want to partner with us and do something, but you know, they don't have a game plan. They don't have anything to also offer themselves mm. uh, that's mm-hmm. going to benefit us. So I always go in with an approach of, hey, here's what we can do. Here's what we'd love to see back as well. 
Um, and if the company is significantly bigger than us or, or just way more popular, whatever it is, it's, hey, we can still do this. Um, I think this is an equal value. Um, we don't expect you to, you know, pump us out to every single person on your email list when your email list is five times ours. Mm-hmm. But if you can post this, uh, you know, on your Instagram story a couple times, yeah, that that would be great. Kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, we're not expecting somebody to go way above and beyond if, um, you know, they're they're the bigger player in the space. But uh, we're looking for something that's going to benefit both sides. Yeah, and something innovative, too. That's always, you know, it's always fun to bring something innovative uh, together with your brand. Um, and so what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are out there listening, like I said, who are launching a product specifically in the health and fitness industry and want to stand out? What do you say to them? Uh, I mean, I always say start small. Um, I know everyone has mm-hmm. massive dreams of launching this brand new product and selling millions of them. And yeah, uh, unfortunately, that's, that's not going to be the case unless you are already super popular and have a massive audience that already trusts yeah. you. But um, for the most part, you're, you're building one customer at a time. You know, mm-hmm. Have your friends and family purchase first. Make sure it's something that yep. they truly like and they love. And uh, if they don't, fix it, make it better, get real feedback. Uh, local shows, get it in people's hands that have never seen the product before. Yep. Get an honest opinion, ask for a survey afterwards. Start collecting as much data as possible, as many emails as possible. And um, from there, just start building an online presence. Everyone's going to want to buy from you online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I borrowed someone else's audience at first, which was Amazon. Um, you know, get on Amazon because it's the biggest marketplace oh, yeah. uh, in the U.S. and probably in the world. And after that, start building your own database as well. You know, Amazon's great, but if they don't like you and you don't play by their rules, you know, you, you're you're out the door. So yeah, that's make true. sure it's something sustainable that you build on your own that you can continue to. Uh, use even if a platform like Amazon shuts you down. Mm-hmm. Great advice it is. I'm looking at the clock. I hate to end this, but uh, I'll think of you tonight when I'm watching the Buffalo Bills. Hope your family gets to watch the game as well because it's Monday night. You got to love football. Something's wrong with you if you don't. <laughs> This was fun on Monday. I like it. Oh my gosh! All right, Chris, have a good have the good a good rest of your week, and we'll talk to you later. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, always, Chris Gronkowski. Everyone, you can find him at IceShaker.com. We'll be right back with Brett Larkin. We're going to talk a little yoga here, so stay tuned. You you are listening to One Life Radio.
follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner EnviroMedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at EnviroMedica.com. That's EnviroMedica.com. Children's Health Defense, led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is devoted to the health of all people and the planet. Their team fights tirelessly against the public health policies, practices, and mandates that are harming our health, and threatening our medical freedoms. Children's Health Defense steps in where others fear to tread. Visit childrenshealthdefense.org and tune in every Monday for health freedom news and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. Marie and Marie Early, we are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas, as well as KMET in Southern California. Uh, we have Brett Larkin with us. She is the founder of Uplifted Yoga and the author of uh, her new book that gets released December 19th. Uh, 19th, that's Yoga Life, Habits, Poses, and Breathwork to Channel Joy Amidst, amidst. the Chaos. <laughs> Her online yoga teacher trainings have set the standards for quality online certification since 2015 and matriculated thousands of yoga teachers. Brett's award-winning YouTube channel with over a half a million subscribers and uplifted yoga podcast uh, empower you to actively design your life using yoga's ancient wisdom. Yoga enthusiasts love her courses on Kudalini Yoga, Prenatal Yoga, and the Uplifted Yoga Academy. Her website is brettlarkin.com. That's brettlarkin.com. Or on Instagram and Twitter at Larkin Yoga TV. Facebook is Larkin Yoga. Brett, such an honor to have you on One Life Radio. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, and that's tricky to say. Habits, poses, and breathwork to channel joy amidst the chaos. The first time I said it aloud a couple times, I was like, whew. Well, yeah, no, uh, I've been so. I've been reading it. You know, we got the, the the advanced reading copy, and but I just when I went to say it, I was like, wait a minute, I felt like no, I was Brit- I had to be British for so a minute, funny. like amidst. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it helps pretend to be British. <laughs> I have to say, well, I am so excited hot. about this uh, particular segment because I am a big fan of yoga. Yeah, my you favorite are. is uh, fruit on the bottom. I like the strawberry flavor. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, that's funny. Uh, but you know, we we truly are thrilled to have you with us, and thank you so much, Brett, for joining us on One Life Radio. So I have to ask, you know, what originally drew you to yoga, and at what age? Well, this is a funny story, actually, because I think many people would think that writing a book, and you know, I've had this yoga career for close to twenty years now, almost, that it was altruistic uh, how I got into yoga, but it's not true at all. Actually, I was really interested in becoming a professional dancer back when I was starting college. And I could see that dream sort of fading. I was doing a lot of Pilates. And uh, there was a guy I met in college who was really into meditation. And I really wanted to get out of the friend zone, I'm going to be honest. 
Yeah. So I kind of wanted him to notice me, and I could tell that he was had this kind of, you know, very meditative vibe, and he kept telling me to try yoga. He said, listen, you love dance, you love Pilates, you know, you should try yoga. And I just rolled my eyes. I was like, why would I try yoga? That's for wimps. But <laughs> I really wanted to score a date with this guy. So I, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to some yoga, but only if it's the most intense kind of yoga. So I started doing what's called hot yoga. So hot yoga. many people recognize this as Bikram yoga. It's where you do the same 26 postures in a room that's heated to 102 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, you know, not being about the guy. I ended up falling in love with yoga. Uh, it's just kind of he was the one that pulled me into it. And that really sparked my whole exploration, starting with that hot yoga, which I'm very attracted to as a fire personality type. I talk about the different personality types in the book. Um, while that was what I was drawn to, it's not what I actually need me personally to come into balance. But the, I see that a lot. People are attracted to the style of yoga that uh, maybe isn't the best choice for them initially. Yeah. You say a fire personality. Was it hard for you to slow down? Because I, I can I can kind of relate to this because I'm a dancer as well. Always wanted to be a professional dancer. It didn't work out for me either. I, I, I still, I, you know, I had a lot of success, but I didn't, you know, I always wanted to be a dancer. In fact, when I first moved to Dallas, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Um, but I took another path, which worked out. But, uh, but I'm a fire sign as well. And so does that fire sign, did it um, prevent you in any way from, what am I trying to say here? from slowing down enough to really um, get to the root of yoga? Well, this is such a great point and such a great question because what I kind of say in this book is that we've all been practicing yoga sort of the wrong way in the sense that yoga is really supposed to be designed to balance your personality. So for us, you know, the fire-dominant people, the the yoga we need is going to be different breathwork techniques, different poses than someone else maybe listening to this who's earth-dominant. So what I talk about in the book in one of the chapters is that I kind of paint the story of how yoga came to the West. Uh, Part of my own inspiration for writing this book was I really wanted to dig into yoga's roots and history and sort of figure out how yoga evolved from the spiritual practice that originated in India to the group fitness classes we see today. And what I really found to be true is that we're not supposed to be practicing the same way at the same time on the same breath cadence, doing the same poses what makes sense for me could give someone else a migraine. Right. <laughs> uh, the, the breathing techniques that are going to really serve to balance people like us uh, could be, you know, really detrimental or, you know, not appropriate at all for a different personality type. So that's why the book is really full of quizzes to help people figure out, like, what are the breathing techniques? What are the yoga poses that are going to fit me? Because when people tell me they don't like yoga, What I know to be true is like they just haven't personalized their practice yet. They haven't gone through this method, this framework of figuring out what actually is appropriate for them to practice. Mm -hmm. How do we personalize it? Well, it starts with knowing what I call your dominant dosha. So you mentioned the fire sign. Mm -hmm. Um, We see this in astrology. We see this in all sorts of different systems. The the Indian system works uh, through an ancient science called Ayurveda. So this is one of the things that happened when yoga came West. It, you know, yoga was never really meant to be practiced outside of the context in, of Ayurveda. And Ayurveda translates to like the science of life. Mm-hmm. So Ayurveda is what's telling you, you know, are you earth dominant? Are you fire dominant? Are you air dominant? Those are the three primary, uh, let's say, personality types or types mm-hmm. of people. So there's a quiz really early on in the book that helps you figure out which one of those are you. Because 
if we just want to 80, 20 it, right. And help you get the most bang out of your buck for the moments you spend on the mat, <laughs> um, knowing that, and then picking and designing everything else, the poses and the breath work around that is going to be the way that you're going to make your practice the most powerful and the least amount of time. Mm. I love talking about this and uh, you're, you're among, you're among people that love yoga. It's a, it's a friendly space for you. And I hope lots of people out there listening feel the same way, but we have to go to break. When we come back in your book, uh, you, you talk about, if you remember only one thing, we're going to talk about what that one thing is when we come back from break, everyone stay tuned. More coming up with Brett Larkin. We're talking about her book, Yoga Life. You are listening to One Life Radio. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I'll watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. I left my home in Georgia. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at OneLifeRadio.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everyone. 
everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Brett Larkin. If you're just now joining us, Brett Larkin is the founder of Uplifted Yoga and the author of Yoga Life, Habits, Poses, and Breathwork to Channel Joy Admits the Chaos. On our online yoga teacher trainings have set the standards for quality online certification since 2015 and matriculated thousands of yoga teachers. Brett's award-winning YouTube channel with over a half a million subscribers and uplifted yoga podcast empower you to actively design your life using yoga's ancient wisdom. Yoga enthusiasts love her courses on kundalini yoga, prenatal yoga, and the Uplifted Yoga Academy. Her website is brettlarkin.com. That's brettlarkin.com. Or you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Larkin Yoga TV. On Facebook at Larkin Yoga. We're talking about how to channel joy amidst the chaos with yoga. So there's a paragraph at the end of chapter one in your book, uh, Brad, uh, titled, If You Remember Only One Thing. Can you share with us what that one thing is? Yes, that one thing is that yoga is not poses. It's a mindset that you inhabit. And I know that can sound really (laughs) kind of woo But yoga is truly the science of energy management. That's why I love it. I mean, the the poses are great, but really I'm, I'm doing this because it's helping me show up in my marriage better. It's helping me in how I parent my kids. It's helping me run my company. It's helping me better manage my energy. And one of the things I really wanted to do with this book is just make yoga approachable for everyone. And I'm so honored you've looked at the the book, Bernadette, because you know, like there, even if you never want to set foot on a mat, this book will help you because mm-hmm. <laughs> sprinkled throughout yeah. the whole book, I have what's called yoga habits, which are little ways that you can incorporate this ancient wisdom into your life when you're driving around, even in your kitchen, when you're watching TV. It's really making it doable. That's why I called it yoga life, not mm. yoga. You know, this is beyond yoga just on a mat. Of right. course, we cover that as well uh, in terms of how you can personalize the practice and make it work for you. But the goal is adaptability, that this is doable, and that yoga isn't some fancy contortionist thing mm-hmm. uh, that we have to perform, but it's actually a state of mind. Yeah, it's like, and you write about this in your book, Finding the Flow. Find the flow on the mat and off the mat. The mindset, like you said, the science of energy. I love that. And so what are some of the, what are some of the most uh, common misconceptions about yoga? Well, the first one, I mean, if I had a dollar for every time someone told me they weren't flexible enough, that would oh, yeah. uh, make me very wealthy. I mean, that's the thing I hear the most, right? People say that they, they don't think they're flexible enough. And, uh-huh. and in, the, in the chapter about movement, I really talk about how the goal is to just have healthy flexibility for your body, which is, you know, each of us are born with a different amount of flexibility, a different amount of laxity in our ligaments. Uh, anatomical limitations are real, depending on how your femur, your thigh bone fits into your acetabulum or hip socket, you might never be able to sit cross-legged on the floor in a comfortable way or with your knees touching the ground. And that's okay. So a lot of what I talk about in the book is that when we understand that anatomy is a limitation, we're all built differently. I mean, this is really true. This is why at the Bolshoi Ballet in Russia, you know, they Mm -hmm. they take x-rays beyond just auditioning. (laughs) You know, the the next dancer, you'll also relate to that. Like, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you don't have a certain skeletal structure, you're never going to be able to dance the most complicated versions of, of Swan Lake. So when we really understand that and we understand that anatomy is a limitation, it actually becomes a liberation because Mm -hmm. instead of being focused on what these poses look like from the outside, we can start getting really interested in, okay, well, how do these poses or breathing techniques work on me? 
what's going to be beneficial for my unique body. And that's such a more empowering, interesting place to be. So in the book, we're matching these poses to you, not just physically, but also emotionally, right? And based on the personality that you have, which we talked about earlier. Mm, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, gosh, I'm looking at the clock racing against it. So much I want to ask you. Uh, so people have a really good takeaway of your book, Yoga Life, Habits, Poses, and Breathwork to Channel Joy Amidst the Chaos by Brett Larkin. That's who we're speaking with. And so what are some off-the-mat yoga habits that we can integrate into everyday life, Brett? Well, one of my favorites is to just take a couple deep breaths when you pull into your garage. So I think, again, we have this preconceived notion of yoga being you know, in a, in a, in a temple or a beautiful studio, or you got to go to retreat in Bali. And let me tell you, I'm having some of my most profound meditative moments sitting in my car, in my garage. It's a moment where you're kind of between worlds, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're done doing what you've been doing. And, you know, when you go into the house, inevitably there's going to be stuff you have to do. So I call this in between yoga. It's finding the in between moments where it's a place where you can just do a little stretch, like while you're waiting for your tea kettle to boil, and I teach you some things you can just do standing in your kitchen or just mm -hmm. sitting to breathe in the car before you come into the house or mm -hmm. taking a huge sigh out the mouth every time you read a stressful email. Yeah. <sighs> right. That, that, these are things that we know soothe the nervous system. Uh-huh. I just thought of a great business idea for you. You could sell some little sticky notes with your messages on it where you could put one in your car or put it in your kitchen or put it here, put it there, right? With all your with all your wonderful little messages out of your book, Yoga Life. Because um, I was thinking, you know, to remind yourself, right, to do these things. A lot of times you just need to, to, to breathe, right, which is a big part of yoga, learning how to breathe uh, and, and, and just separate yourself from all the stress. But, but yeah, so uh, especially around the holidays, right now. How can yoga help with stress around the holidays? Well, I think the breathing is key, right? Even one breath, one deep belly breath amidst the chaos is worthwhile. And one thing I have among my yoga friends is that the strongest nervous system in the room wins. So whoever is the calmest and breathing the deepest, it takes a couple minutes, but eventually you will win in the sense that other people will calibrate to you. And I test this with my two-year-old who has tantrums frequently. It oh, takes wow. a couple minutes, but it does work. It does work. Mm -hmm. So most of us are not breathing in an anatomically efficient manner. So that's really what I address in chapter four. It's the biggest chapter on the book on breathing. Uh, we're kind of caught in this stress response breathing, which is <laughs> up high in the chest. That's an over-exaggeration, mm -hmm. but many of us, our diaphragm is not moving in that full range of motion. So there's a lot of just easy exercises that I give in the book that you can do while you're lying in bed to just sort of retrain your diaphragm. So I think, you know, lying down and doing some of yeah. those breathing exercises, you don't have to sit up because it's the holidays and we're exhausted. I love to lie in right. front of my fireplace if you're somewhere chilly. I guess you're not in Texas. But, oh, no, um, it can get me, cold here. Me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can. So... So just really focusing on the breath if you don't have time to get it, get on an actual mat. Well, it's funny, and you said when you're laying in bed, because I was thinking when I was listening to you that, you know, sometimes I'll do that. I did it the other night. I'm like, I was just stressed out, and I, and I went in to lay down on the bed and take a little nap, which I never do, and I noticed, I'm like, you know, I said to myself, gosh, I'm, my, I'm not breathing. Let it go, Bernadette. You got to breathe, you know? But I noticed that I was all uptight and I wasn't I wasn't letting my breath and my mind and my body relax because it's all connected. And there's the music playing. So I have to wrap it up. Last thoughts. Brett, what do you want to tell our audience? I think uh, just know that yoga is for everyone and it can work for you, even if you don't think it can. 
So I, I yeah, love it. Well, <laughs> after the book comes out, you'll have to come back. We'll talk about it again. It comes out December 19th. What a great gift for like your daughter or your friend or whatever. Yoga life, habits, poses, and breath work to channel joy amidst the chaos. All right, everyone, by <laughs> Brett Larkin. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Get out there today and just simply breathe. Breathe, baby, breathe. <laughs>